here's a message from Ken Lavica. Oh, let's go back to Friday when we were all basking in the glory of one of the rare Major League Baseball successes, the Field of Dreams game. The White Sox and the Yankees put on a show when we discussed Friday. Hey, Major League Baseball, don't ruin it, but guess what they did? The Cubs, of course, the Cubs are coming to play in next year's game. A team that as many times as I try to put them in my rearview mirror, they're always there in my head, and I'm going insane. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I can't believe this was so predictable. It was so damned predictable. Of course the Cubs, everyone's favorite loser franchise, has to be a part of next year's Field of Dreams game, and Major League Baseball has immediately tarnished something that was good that they did organically because the Cubs... Of course they're here to keep ruining my life. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. We've made it to Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3 for ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach right off of the mostly sunny and sparkly today Intracoastal. Joe Rigotti, he is with me in West Palm. He is pushing buttons. He is running things. It's much smoother when uh, Captain Competence is here. Uh, the antithesis of that is is the man who continues to be quarantined in his garage with COVID-19. It is Coquel. How are you feeling, buddy? I'm doing good. I got a little COVID back pain, which could just be fat pain. Trying I was going to say, can, go I don't think you can blame your back pain on COVID. Uh, like we, we can't, all of your aches and pains can't be, uh, can't be associated to COVID. Okay. Don't I, do that. I went for a nice little power, fat man power walk today, and I came back and I told my wife, oh, man, I was really out of breath. And she just looked at me like, yeah, and? (laughs) How is that any different from when you didn't have COVID? From when you go to the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Coquel. I feel so bad laughing at you, but not that bad. I need to to vent for a second. Um, Okay. So, Coquel, you remember on Friday when nope. we were no, 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 no. We we had a great conversation. I think. Uh, I mean, I was obviously I was at home because I was watching my kids because daycare was closed. Thanks, daycare. Uh, but we we were able to uh, amongst my daughter complaining about bubbles spilling all over the place and you suffering uh, cold sweats and fever from COVID. We had a pretty good Field of Dreams game discussion, and you recall how excited I was. Not only because the White Sox beat the Yankees, Tim Anderson, the walk off like the visuals of that were striking it was exciting me as a White Sox fan I adored it I loved it but one of the main things one of the main points we made was hey Rob Manfred you have something good don't jack this up so sure enough first uh, reported by NBC Sports Chicago what do we find out early yesterday that none of the participants of this past year's game, the two teams that actually are a part of the Field of Dreams movie, are coming back. Instead, we have to cater 
to the loser franchise who just a month ago sold all of their players because they can't win. They have a terrible clubhouse culture. They have one of the worst ownerships in all of professional sports. But because they're cute and cuddly and because everybody loves them, the Chicago Cubs are a part of the game next year. Next August, it'll be the Cubs and the Reds in the Field of Dreams game. It took four days for Major League Baseball to publicly screw up the Field of Dreams game. And it makes it even more infuriating because it is the damn Cubs. I grew up in Chicago, in suburban Chicago, as a guy who, as a White Sox fan, had the Cubs shoved down my throat every day of my life. Coquel, The Chicago Tribune, the most widely circulated newspaper in the Midwest, the entire Midwest, not just Chicago, but the Midwest owned the Chicago Cubs. So you know what that meant? Way more coverage of the Cubs than the White Sox. The fawning with the ivy and the, oh, Wrigley's so old and it's so cool. And, hey, we went to Wrigleyville and look at all the frat boys uh, over-consuming alcohol and peeing on yards. But it's part of the ambiance. It's the romance of the Cubs. That was every day of my evolving childhood. So here we are now. The White Sox couldn't even get Three full days of basking in glory from what they did on national television as a first-place team with an 11-game lead in the American League Central before the Cubs, the Cubs who are hurtling towards last place in the NL Central, who have no players any longer that anyone can name because they traded them. The Cubs... Sandberg? That is... That is... No. Uh, but that's But that's what, that's what Cubs fans do. Oh, but Ryan Sandberg. Oh, but Andre Dawson. Oh, but Mark Grace. They live in the past. And now, oh, boo-hoo, Anthony Rizzo got traded. Oh, Chris Bryan. Your glory days are done. You're a bad, nearly last place team now. If it wasn't for the Pirates, you'd be in last place. But even when they're bad, even when they suck, even when they're on the field irrelevant, the Cubs are there in my head making me think about them, and they live rent-free. And it drives me insane. The Cubs live rent-free all the time in my head to a point where the White Sox are legitimate World Series contenders this year, but I am constantly checking the scores as well to make sure that the Cubs are maintaining their 11-game losing streak, to make sure that they're still double-digit games back because I want pain. I want them to hurt. The Cubs live rent-free in my head, and I hate it, But I acknowledge it. So I want all of you to get vulnerable today. I want all of you, let's have a therapy session. This is for all of you because I'm not the only one who has his attention diverted by a team that I don't root for. I have a chip on my shoulder over the Cubs. They are in my head rent free. Let's get vulnerable. Let's chat. Which team or player lives rent free in your head? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Which team or player lives rent-free in your head? For me, it's the Cubs, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. 
I don't think I'm abnormal with this, Coquel, but this was so predictable that they were going to, I almost said it Friday, that I bet you the Cubs get invited next year because it's the Cubs, because they're so cuddly, because uh, everybody loves that stupid Red Sea. I, I cannot stand that franchise. I cannot stand the fans of that franchise, and I can't stand that even when they're bad, even when they suck, even when they're embarrassing, they get privilege. There's no reason for it. And it's maddening. I knew this was going to happen, and I almost told you Friday that the Cubs were going to be invited, and sure enough, here we are. It's weird that you let a second-rate team from a second-rate city live rent-free. You don't need to knock the city. They might as well just, they should just play the Mets. If you're going to do that, they might as well have played the Mets during that game. Just go the second team in each of the cities and let them battle it out. <laughs> the the inferior clubs. Uh, I mean, I can acknowledge the White Sox are from a a, a standing standpoint, not not a, a, a standings like first place, second place, but a where they stand within the fabric of the city of Chicago. I can accept that the White Sox are always going to be the second team, okay? But that doesn't mean that the one good thing that Major League Baseball has done in the last decade, the Field of Dreams game, where the White Sox finally got some shine, able to break out from that Cubs cloud, uh, that doesn't mean that the Cubs then need to be shoved down our throats. I spent a lifetime with the Cubs being shoved down my throat, and here we are, I'm 37 years old, and it's still happening just days after the, 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 the White Sox were able to shine brightly on a national and an international stage. Which team or player lives rent-free in your head? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm being very selfish just going off here on the Cubs. What yeah. about you, Coquel? Also, I care Cu- about you. Why do the Cubs get a home game? I mean, it's basically a home game. They already play in a dirt hole, and they play with a place with all plants climbing on the wall. Wrigley is a dump, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, I agree. Abs- I, I, I saw Pearl Jam there. On, I was yeah. on the, the only cool part was no, I was on the field. It's a bad ballpark. It's, it's a bad it's a ballpark. Dump. Yeah, it's, and it, underneath that wall and that ivy smells like pee. Mm-hmm. The entire thing. The it's entire terrible. The entire stadium smells like urine. What, what Coquel says is not incorrect. It is a urine smell infested hellhole. Oh, but it's so old and it's charming. No, 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 no. A a couple of years ago, there was concrete falling on people's heads on the concourses at Wrigley Field. Okay? The, the, The place is wildly overrated. What about you, though? What team or player? Because I think there are some fans that aren't necessarily aligned with a team. They're more player-based, where individual players live in their head. What about you, Coach? I'm, I'm going to go coach, though. Is that allowed? Oh, yeah, Can yeah, yeah. Coach? coach is fine. That's fine. Okay, because it would have been, if you asked me 15 months ago, it would have been Tom Brady, but now I actually love the guy. I think he's hysterical. That's so weird. He, he was total heel your entire adult life, and then all of a sudden now he's a baby face for you, and I've gone through the exact same thing. It's so weird. Like I root for him now actively, mm-hmm. and I don't even care that he's using experimental drugs from his trainer. I mean, whatever, allegedly. I say give him more experimental yeah. drugs. I mean, that picture with him and Dungey, it's going to be funny when it all pays off at the end. But, <laughs> um, uh, Belichick and the Patriots. Like No matter what that guy does, it drives me with his fake sweatshirts, the, the sleeves ripped off, pretending like he just grabbed it out of nowhere <laughs> as if he didn't have someone cut it and hang it for him in the morning. Like, get out of here. You have all the gear in the world, and you just happen to pull that one 
one out because you just don't care? No, you care so much about your image. You do the same thing and you talk like this. On to next week. Yeah, that's all an act. Oh, get, uh, so, get out of here. I know that there are there are some that want to praise Belichick and he doesn't give anything up and he's standoffish and he mumbles. That's an act. That's not how Bill Belichick actually is. Speak with anybody who spends time with Belichick off the field, and he has a personality. I and he hysterical. puts himself out there. And he's, you're right. He has a huge sense of humor. All that stuff is an act. That's not genuine. Oh, it drives me absolutely. Every time I even just see his face and him pretending to say those things, it just it gets me so mad. And then, like, there was a time period where I wanted to fight Evan Cohen five to six, who you can hear every day, because of his Belichick love. Like, I literally would listen in because he's a great radio host, and I would listen. This is back when I was a fan, and I would and not a, on the station, and I would listen every day and be like, I want to fight you. And you would just I love see your red. show, but yeah. I want to fight you because yeah. of your Belichick love. Well, it's so, and it's, I might get beat up, and I don't care because Evan's bigger than people think he is. Evan's he is, he is a large dude. And, uh, you know, if I get beat up in the name of fighting against Belichick, I'm all for it. Yeah, Belichick lives rent-free in Coquel's head. The Cubs live rent-free in my head. It makes me angry. I should be – the White Sox have as many championships as the Cubs do in the last 100 years, okay? Uh, the White Sox, when I was growing up, they were largely much more successful than the Cubs were. But – the, the 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 Cubs were always there in front of me, taunting me. Always there in front of me with their really annoying fans, making my life bears? miserable. I I I, I also hate baby bears. You're and you right. see baby bears. Do you get angry? I, I do. I do. It's just a visceral reaction. Um, but uh, this is this is the absolute truth. Before the White Sox won the World Series in 2005, arguably the greatest sports moment of my life was Bartman. And I'm not even joking. I celebrated game six of the 2003 NLCS. Marlins, Cubs, Bartman, the collapse, the eventual Marlins win in game seven at Wrigley. I celebrated that like I celebrated any of the Bulls championships growing up in Chicago. That that makes sense, though, because I think part of the allure, besides them just being awesome and on cocaine the whole time, of the 86 Mets was that they beat the Red Sox and the ball going through Buckner's legs was one of my favorite childhood memories. Does that make us bad people? I think it explains a lot about this show. <laughs> Probably. That's actually a really, really salient point. Uh, what team or player lives rent-free in your head? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's head to Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. Lane tweets, Allen Houston. Heat fans, I assure you, Lane is not alone when it comes to Allen Houston living like rent free in their head. In the world. I understand that, but he was the definition of a heat killer. Before the Heat were winning championships, Allen Houston was the Grim Reaper of Heat basketball. And Heat fans still, I'm sure, wake up in a cold sweat, one bounce off the rim, two bounces off the rim, in, game over, season over, playoffs over. Yeah, oh, fist pump. beautiful. Exactly. Oh, it's amazing. Yep. Oh, you Heat fans, you jealous Florida people, just jealous of New York. You're jealous of Jet fans. Well, You're jealous of Nick fans. That, that brings me to this, because while the Cubs are the most rent-free in my head, as you can attest to, from a football standpoint, the Jets live most rent-free in my head. No matter what the Jets are or what they do, they're annoying. Zach Wilson, he's annoying. Oh, he's a gorgeous kid. 
He, oh, that, that's that's what makes him so annoying. I mean, is the headband it, or the the what is that bandana that he ties around his head? He looks uh, like Rambo. The he hair. doesn't get any he cooler does not than Rambo. Look like Rambo. Oh. There is nothing weathered and chiseled about Zach Wilson. Zach John he Rambo looks like Wilson. A, no, he looks like a porcelain uh, American girl doll. That's what he prax- looks like. The Jets are practicing with the Packers all week. I mean, I don't even know how people are going to be able to tell him and Aaron Rodgers apart. Did you see that preseason game? Basically the same player. All right. See, this is what makes me really annoyed and why the Jets live rent-free. It's because it dopes like Coquel. Um, but also, basketball-wise, the Knicks, who are not relevant in any way, shape, or form. Mm, they, they They won Walker. one home playoff game and celebrated like they had won the championship. They live rent-free in my head, and they haven't been anything for 15 years. And again, I spent my entire childhood 20. watching the Bulls Slap them around. Yeah, sorry, 20. Slap them <laughs> around and and just oh. deliver them heartbreak on a platter. Yet the Knicks, it's, I, I honestly think it has to do with the fans. And the Knicks did not live rent-free in my head until I moved to South Florida and moved to Palm Beach County because we are infested with you dopes. We are yeah, infested we're awesome. we're with you dopes. The Knicks, the Knicks, and Knicks fans are the ones that should have chip on shoulder over the Heat because the Heat have been so vastly, so much wildly more successful than the Knicks have been for anybody that... I mean, the Knicks were a four seed last year. I mean, they didn't get swept either. I'm just saying. I mean, I just want to put that out there. See, and this is what I'm talking about. Let's not not live in the past. This is what I'm talking about. Break out the brooms. Sweepity-doo-dah. We can bring that back if you want. Uh, By the way, I love that uh, Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald was told that uh, the reason the Heat did not get a Christmas game this year by NBA spokespeople, the NBA uh, told Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald the Heat did not get a Christmas game because... Uh, they were bounced in the first round of the playoffs. But guess who did get America's team a Christmas game? The Knicks, where they're going to get beaten on Christmas and humiliated again by the Hawks. Or, or what? We're, what's going to happen? The Knicks will win on Christmas Day, and the fans will overturn cars and jump on cabs outside of Madison Square Garden like they did in the playoffs last year, even more unnecessarily. And the Lakers, okay, who got bounced I- out of the first round, they get a Christmas Day game as well. How do you know that Heat fans wouldn't have acted like that with a playoff win? Oh wait, you don't know because they got swept. That's right. Sorry. All right, oh, I'm, man. I'm old enough. Outside of the FTX, is that what it's called? FXT. FTX. FTX Arena. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm also uh, I'm also old enough to remember them winning three championships uh, since I moved here to South Florida. Which team or player lives I mean, rent free in your head? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. What? Well, Frazier picture looks pretty good from their last title. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> yeah. yeah Coquel in his quarantine garage is staring right at a Walt Frazier picture again to remind him of their last Earl championship. Earl the Pearl, baby. Uh, Jeff Camp tweets, the Atlanta Braves live rent-free in my head. Through the years, it's been Chipper and Andrew Jones, Freddie Freeman, and now Acuna, always the antagonist in my sports fandom. The Jets are second. I was present for the Monday Night Miracle. I still get nauseous thinking about it. So it seems like yeah, yeah, Jeff is a Marlins fan and a Dolphins fan. And then Matt Gray. Uh, and isn't this just the signature of this market? Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast, where you always think something's weird until you see something that makes it more weird. He says the team that lives rent-free in his head is Northwestern football. Seriously, how are they good at any sport? And they always give the Wisconsin Badgers a stupid, hard, and ugly game. I hate and respect Pat Fitzgerald more than any other college coach. 
Boy, if we spread it around. That is strange. <laughs> oh, man. Someone just say Kansas State football next. Like, yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, oh, that, uh, that season with Michael Bishop drove me insane. Uh, Northwestern football. Yeah. I, I mean, wow. they're annoying, but again, I grew up around that, and I'm an Illinois fan, and uh, they've just kind of owned Illinois the last decade, and so that's probably on me for still following Illinois football. But I guess you do hold those those grudges, right? Because I still hate the Rockets, no matter what they do. Because, of, because they, of what they did to the Knicks? That was the only time I ever cried in sports as like a non-child. I was like 14, really? 13. Oh, over, yeah. bas- over, over that Knicks team? I was a diehard Starks fan. I, I didn't cry. You know when you're a kid and you just say, I'm just going to bed because you know you're going to cry? And you go sit in the room and like the yeah. tears kind of You have that inside. heavy feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because Starks went two for 18. <laughs> and it was just brutal. <laughs> And he was my favorite player of any sport of all time. And the Knicks lost the championship to them. And I'll hate the Rockets forever. You know what's funny? My kids could play for the Rockets, and I would still hate them. It will not come as any surprise to anybody listening, and especially to you, Coquel. I had many instances of sports-related crying when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's not shocking to anybody. But one of the most notable ones is uh, the 93 finals when the Bulls lost at home in three overtimes to Phoenix. And, like, the whole city had just said hey the bulls are gonna win this is it this is over and they lost to force the game six and i was listening to it on the radio <laughs> and was crying in bed in the third overtime i picture oh, you crying man. on sunday when Tua tries to throw a deep pass i mean honestly it does not take me much to cry at all and when i was a kid uh, i'm pretty sure my father was embarrassed we used to go to white Sox <laughs> games random regular season white Sox games and when they lost i would just cry really yeah oh yeah oh, that's bad. <laughs> like I game, a- games in like june I felt really vulnerable telling that rocket story, but I feel a lot better about it right now. Uh, get vulnerable with this. Hey, I'm putting myself out there. Which team or player lives rent-free in your head? And were you a young sports crier? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And the Twitter's always open, at ESPN West Palm. So Coquel doesn't get mad at me. He is at Real. Twitter at Real Coach K. I am at KLV1063 on Twitter as well if you want to trash talk us separately from the show. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I get the impression that Dr. Jim Reardon, not much of a crier. He uh, is able to focus in, do his job, run that program, and find his students. Uh, jobs in the sports industry. That's what he says he's going to do. That's what he does do because there's acumen there. And he's been doing it for 22 years. Uh, Almost every week, I see a new instance of someone who has either been promoted in the sports industry, they're getting their first job in the sports industry. It's because they got their education with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. And too much in this world, we sit here and talk about metrics and oh does this make a difference and oh uh, what what does this mean and what are we doing here now, you, you want to know what the end game is how you judge if you're successful or not with the FAU MBA sport management program if the students are getting jobs in the sports industry and they do that's the metric that you look at the FAU MBA sport management program it does have uh, one of the best rankings as far as international goes with MBA sport management programs one of the best in the country one of the best in the world so yeah the tangible evidence is there but the most tangible evidence is the amount of students that go into the sports industry whether you're 22 years old and you just got your bachelor's or if you're 40 
40-something and want a career change, Dr. Jim Reardon has sent all of these people into the sports industry. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Again, check them out online, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Spring semester courses, sign up for them now on campus or remote. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. A couple of New York-based sports owners making some headlines for the wrong reasons. And it makes you wonder, what, what should be the role of an owner in sports? We'll talk about it next. He's Coke Cal. Joe Rigotti's hanging out. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.